begin. Welcome to Mass Ave. We're here bringing you conservative news, policy, and insight from the steps of Capitol Hill. Uh, hey, Tommy, how, how was your 4th of July week? It was awesome. Yeah. I love the 4th of July. I love Independence Day. Uh, first of all, cookouts can't be beat, right? Dogs, yeah, burgers. Really can't. Dogs. Uh, the neighborhood did a potluck, so you know we had watermelon and ice cream pie oh. and everything you could ever want, um, and we got to celebrate being an American um, and uh, and our freedoms. It was I just love the Fourth of July. I love Independence Day. The Fourth of July is great. And we didn't, have, you know, we had the day off of work, um, but we still had uh, plenty of time in the week to get some work done. Uh, well, you did. I was gone. But you were gone. I was gone. Well, where'd you go? I went home to see my family in New Mexico. So All I right. got a, I got a good road trip, got some uh, some good salsa and red and green chili in. It was great. And that's part of the freedom of being an American, too, is being able to travel our great country, um, uh, do it on the cheap. This was, I think I read that, uh, that this was the cheapest Independence Day gas we had had in over a decade. Really? Even more, I think, yeah. Huh. Uh, thank you, President Trump. Uh, I think he tweeted that, and I'm happy to give him credit for it because I enjoyed my uh, gas. my cheap gas. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that, uh, that that made your travel a little bit easier as well. Yeah. But now we're here in the dog days of summer, as they call them here in Washington. Uh, you know, that's meant to convey that it's hot and, uh, and Congress is kind of sleepy. But um, these next three weeks will be anything but that. It is a sprint to the finish. Uh, the finish being August recess, a five-week break that all of us working people wish we had, but Congress gets. I know. Lucky them. Lucky those dogs. Uh, but the, these three weeks will not be dog days. Um, <laughs> there are four big issues Congress was was meant to tackle before August recess. Obamacare repeal, the debt ceiling, uh, spending and tax reform. I don't have any positive news, any positive momentum to report on any of those things. We'll get to some of that stuff a little later in the show. Yeah. But uh, certainly um, lots of uh, big stuff to happen on a policy basis uh, yet to go this summer. Do you think they're going to fit it all in in the next three weeks? No chance. No, no chance. They, they won't fit it all in, but uh, they'd really love to have Obamacare done. Right. Something to celebrate when they go into their town halls in August uh, to the point that uh, many members of the House and Senate um, are calling for uh, recess to be at least delayed until they can get their work done, which I read to mean at least Obamacare repeal. All right. Well, Fingers crossed. I guess we'll touch more a little bit on that later. Uh, looking to this week, um, off the Hill, we have Net Neutrality Week. Wednesday is Net Neutrality Day. So we have someone who's going to uh, be here to help us understand what net neutrality is. You know, I I, um, I often read on Twitter, people are frustrated with these national days. Um, sometimes they're uh, incredibly important and poignant. Right. Um, sometimes they're silly, like National Puppy Day, and it just gives us an excuse to, to put our dogs on. day. Yeah, which, you know, that's near and dear to my heart. It's true. But I do think a lot of these holidays are, are based around food and to, to get people to go buy more food. But it's which also... Which I'm not complaining, but... Uh, yeah, but you know, and now we have in DC, we have advocacy groups, advocacy groups, uh, inventing days of their own to give them a touch point, uh, to be able to talk about whatever it is they want to talk about. Um, and, and I guess this week is net neutrality, but, but we're going to use it in, as an excuse to do what we always do here on Mass Ave, which is bring you 
Uh, the great minds that work here at the Heritage Foundation just steps from Capitol Hill and the really interesting things that they're working on. Uh, obviously, we have a public policy focus here at the Heritage Foundation, but we've got over 100 researchers um, drilling deep into these just really, really interesting topics. Net neutrality is one of them. Uh, the Internet has grown and exploded and changed our lives at a breakneck pace. Um, and uh, obviously, the law and the regulatory scheme has struggled to keep up with that. In some ways, that's a good thing. And in some ways, that's a bad thing. But a main topic of this is net neutrality. So we're going to have uh, Jim Catuso uh, join us to talk about that. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Speaking of conservative insights, uh, we have the Heritage product, The Agenda. If you're looking for conservative policy solutions on current issues, sign up for Heritage's weekly newsletter, The Agenda. Every Tuesday, The Agenda will catch you up on the issues Heritage scholars are working on, explain conservative positions, and link you to our in-depth research and media interviews. The Agenda also provides information on how to watch important events happening here at Heritage and online. Don't miss out. Sign up for The Agenda on Heritage.org today. We're welcoming Jim Gattuso to the uh, to the show. Jim is the senior research fellow in regulatory policy um, within the Institute for Economic Freedom and Opportunity here at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, that means that Jim has a special focus on some of these um, technological issues, communications issues, those things that are in front of the FCC and in front of Congress that have to do with the internet and communications. Um, he is a, a, a very noted expert in that field, and we're really happy to have you here. Um, obviously, you're listening to a podcast, so uh, you are a beneficiary of, uh, of a technological advancement in communications, one that uh, hopefully the government has left alone, but we'll, we will find out. Uh, Jim, welcome. Thank you. Uh, so we're here talking about net neutrality. Um, chances are our listeners, if they're anything like me, have heard it. Chances are they've Googled it to find out what it is. And chances are they don't know anything else beyond that. So, uh, so uh, help us out here. What is net neutrality? Well, net neutrality in a nutshell is the concept that all internet traffic should be treated in, in, uh, by law would be treated the same as it is handled by the internet service provider, which is Verizon, Comcast, AT&T. Uh, it, it's been a controversial item for about 15 years as it's bounced back and forth from the FCC to the courts, uh, uh, to the marketplace and back to the FCC again several times. Um, you know, frankly, I, I think the, the concept is flawed at its heart, and that's because um, markets are, do not treat commodities or services equally and should not treat them equally. Um, functioning marketplaces have discounts, they have premium pricing, they have differences. Those differences, those differentiations increase competition, don't decrease competition. They help consumers, they don't hurt consumers. So uh, this is something where the SEC is fundamentally wrong. Uh, so this week we have entities like Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Twitter. Uh, they're trying to mobilize their users um, and stopping the Trump administration from scrapping net neutrality rules. Are they right or wrong? Well, you know, they're right from their point of view because it, they don't want to pay right. for a service. They, yeah. they don't want to pay for uh, companies to handle their traffic to deliver it to their customers. So from their point of view, they're right. From the consumer's point of view, they're most definitely wrong. 
So uh, I hear you, right? You know, I, competition uh, springs forth from um, uh, different prices being available on the market. And what net neutrality uh, is meant to do uh, is to uh, prevent um, internet service providers from being able to introduce that into their field. Um, uh, Americans are used to this, though. You go to buy mm-hmm. a car, uh, maybe you, hopefully you've shopped online, you know the other dealer's prices, uh, and, and, and you're looking for a better deal um, out of the dealership. That requires some flexibility on the price, but it also is a reflection of the value of the product. Uh, what are the damages if net neutrality is a thing, if it's the law of the land? What are the potential damages there? Well, the, the known damages uh, focus on investment. Um, you know, uh, um, if you look at the investment, capital investment of AT&T, Verizon, Comcast, they account for the three, or at least two of the AT&T and Verizon, are the two largest capital investors in the U.S. economy uh, as of two years ago. They lost its status last year after net neutrality was adopted by the FCC. Uh, th- this rule discourages companies from investing in the internet and growing the internet. Now, now those are the known damages. The unknown damages have to do with innovation. What's the cost of not being able to charge a premium price? What's the cost of not being able to offer a discount? We have no idea. What we do know is that this market left alone uh, to consumers and producers has provided great benefits for the economy and for consumers. Uh, the FCC will decrease those benefits. Right. Uh, so as you know, there is concern on the part of some of these groups that President Trump is going to scrap some of these rules. Do you see that happening in the long term or or there, um, there are protests to have any results? You, you know, um, Chairman Pai, uh-huh. uh, who uh, was a commissioner, uh, for five years, uh-huh. when these rules were adopted, is now chairman. He has made it clear that he does not want these rules to continue. He has the votes in the commission to end them. They're going to be ended. Okay. Now, the question is, what will Congress do? What will the courts do? Uh, and we don't know. Uh, th- this is a rule that has been to the courts three times. Now, each of the first two times, the rule was struck down. The third time, it was adopted. It was upheld. We don't know what will happen this time. Well, then I guess we'll leave that at a question mark. Thanks so much for coming in and joining us and explaining a little bit more about net neutrality. I know I know a lot more than I did at the start of this show. Thanks, Jim. Thank Glad you. to have you. Sure. Well, that was Jim Catuso on net neutrality. You know, net neutrality is one of those issues that the left has really, um, has really abused. Uh, convincing people that uh, that that the artificial market they're trying to set up is is what's best for technology when we know that the free market is the whole basis for innovation. Uh, that's what we're about here at Heritage is the free market. Um, that's what's made America the greatest nation on earth is the free market and the innovation that comes from that. That's why the technology in your hands that you're listening to this podcast on is so explosively powerful is because of the forces of the free market. So as you hear the, the the, uh, the propaganda, for lack of a better word, from the left about this concept of net neutrality. Keep in mind that it's it's a free market, not an artificial one, uh, that uh, that brings out 
American ingenuity uh, and all of this great technology that we have today. And so hopefully uh, the left will be unsuccessful in extinguishing that and, and stifling it. Um, but that's net neutrality. I uh, wanted to give you that this week as there'll be some talk of it. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's net neutrality day on, on Wednesday. Um, it's uh, it's National uh, Pizza and Hamburgers and uh, Milkshakes Day on uh, Thursday. I'm, I'm, I just declared that I'm going to have that for lunch on Thursday. So, we'll get that uh, trending on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you all would like to join me on having pizza and hamburgers and milkshakes for lunch, uh, plural, on Thursday, uh, feel free. It's, it's National That Day. Uh, <laughs> but today is uh, um, uh, Monday. We'll do News of the Day. What do you think, Emily? News of the day. It was a, well, I guess I'm still kind of catching up on news from the past week. So North Korea mm-hmm. fired off a missile um, on the 4th of July. So that was interesting. You know, uh, you all will remember two episodes ago, we had uh, Bruce Klinger, uh, who is an expert in this field on North Korea, come give us the lay of the land in many ways. Um, his, he sounded the alarm for this type of thing. This is a threat that this country needs to be taken seriously. Uh, Bruce was on national TV, I don't know, a hundred times last week. Talking it was about this quite issue. the rundown. I don't think he slept at all. So You would have been hard pressed yeah. to miss him uh, if you watch cable news at all. He was on there um, analyzing what this missile strike means. But I think basically the point is, um, yes, they have uh, they have an expanded capability. It's one that we need to take seriously. Um, it, it's one that we need to have our partner nations in Asia engaged on as well. Um, but it's not something we want to go uh, preemptively striking them about unless an attack from them is imminent. Um, and it's not something that negotiation is really going to fix either. There are countless failed negotiations between both the U.S. and North Korea uh, and South and North Korea uh, between themselves. So, um, you know, uh, the deterrent policies that we have in place now can be expanded, but um, otherwise uh, it's stay the course. Yeah. And also on another foreign policy related front, uh, Trump was at the G20 summit in Europe Um Making a, a little bit of buzz on that, first with his speech in Poland. Were you able to, to listen to that one? Well, yeah. I, I, there have been superlative reactions to that Warsaw speech. Mm-hmm. Um, the, countless uh, comparisons to President Reagan, which is just – it's inspiring just to hear people talk. Uh, our current day president being compared – you know, the speeches he, are, he is giving around the globe having the same type of impact that President Reagan did, that fires me up as a conservative. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that some people really were um, a little bit upset at him for bringing up the Warsaw Uprising. Um, but, you know – I think that there were some responses to that, that that was very much warranted in recognizing that the group for what they did in World War II. Well, if you all listening haven't had a chance, um, watch the video. Don't just listen to it. Watch the video. Um, it's, uh, you know, there's probably seven or eight minutes of um, ceremony there at the beginning. And then First Lady Melania Trump introduces her husband, President Trump. And um, and it goes from there. It's uh, it's inspiring. I think every American should take a look at it and know that that's the kind of impact their president is having around the globe. All right. Any other headlines I'm missing out on? 
Well, this week, the Senate and House are returning from a uh, week-long recess uh, with three weeks to go before a five-week-long recess. Um, so uh, there, there is lots of headlines surrounding what the Congress may or may not do over these next three weeks. Uh, is, it, is it that time in the show where we need to get into what's happening on Capitol Hill? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That was our that was our <laughs> producer indicating that it is yes, that time of the show. Yes, we do need to talk about that. Every now and again, Emily and I need those reminders. <laughs> sometimes they come in a form of a thumbs up, and sometimes it's an emphatic yes. <laughs> um, well, Tommy, I know that you actually just wrote a piece on the Hill in Woodrow Wilson fashion. <laughs> Here are 14 points for Obamacare repeal. Now, I don't know if we have time to go through all 14 points, but what are some of the top tier? So, um, what I wanted to do when I wrote that piece, by the way, I write a piece in the Hill every week if you want to check it out. Um, uh, it's in their uh, uh, opinion commentary section. But this week, I wanted to do um, 14 reasons to be optimistic about <laughs> Obamacare repeal. I'm an optimist. Um, I think uh, I'm always focused on the good that can and ultimately will come. Um, I think that uh, that Obamacare repeal is going to happen. I think there are uh, lots and lots of reasons for that. I enumerated 14 in there. But basically, Republicans have control of the House and the Senate and the White House. They have promised to do this. They have a mandate to do this. They have a, um, a pretty clear-cut process to do this, and they're well on their way. Uh, it was an uphill climb from the beginning, and they're, um, you know, if they're climbing a mountain, they're um, 80 or 90 percent up. The summit is uh, within sight. Uh, I, I think they will um, repeal Obamacare, but make no mistake, the ascent to the summit is the steepest. Um, this is the hardest part. They've got to get it past the Senate. They've got to get consensus in a very diverse um, Republican Party with um, disparate interests and, and sometimes um, contradictory interests. So uh, there, there is going to have to be uh, several ingredients in this particular sausage uh, as they make sausage, uh, as they always do on Capitol Hill. So we'll see. And if you want to read that full piece, go check it out at thehill.com. Um, before the show, we were talking about you know the idea of August recess. I know we've touched on this a lot in the past, but some members are still calling for August recess to be canceled if they don't finish all their work. I know you said you had some thoughts on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, ab absolutely. Um, by the way, check out our president's, uh, Dr. Ed Fulner's um, op-ed on this topic. Um, there is an economic cost to delay these major um, initiatives that the Republican Party um, has, uh, has promised to do. Dr. Fulner and several researchers here at the Heritage Foundation found that for every day that uh, the Congress fails to repeal Obamacare, it cost us $500 million in terms of GDP and 250 jobs. Um, that is why I believe more than just a handful of lawmakers are calling for the Congress to delay their recess until they finish their work, because August recess is scheduled to be 37 days long. So if you have your calculator and you're not driving, multiply 37 times $500 million. And that's what August recess will mean in terms of GDP if they fail to repeal Obamacare first. Uh this is the kind of th th this is a, th there's two sides to this coin. One is the potential for uh, for explosive economic growth when we repeal Obamacare and we get tax reform done, and the other is the opportunity cost for failure. 
it, it is urgent. Um, it, it, what the news covers is the, the way that it is politically urgent. They promise to do this, therefore they have to. Um, but from a potential uh, economic growth standpoint, um, it's extremely important as well. Um, and so whenever you hear about August recess, um, conservatives should be thinking about that cost that Dr. Fulner outlined for us. You can find that um, op-ed in the Washington Times. It's extremely interesting. It puts what the Congress is doing in a real context, which is what we strive to do here at the Heritage Foundation. Um, that's our reason for being. Um, and, and in this current context, it's all about Obamacare repeal. It's all about tax reform. And those are the costs to it. Yep. It is great to have that context. And that is it for our episode of Mass Ave this week. Be, be sure to check us out on Facebook um, and also at heritage.org. Also, make sure and subscribe if you're listening on iTunes. Yeah, we're so glad you're listening. Um, if you are listening, it means you're really interested in what's happening here at the Heritage Foundation. We encourage you um, to read our work on heritage.org, on thedailysignal.com. Um, Check out uh, Heritage OTH Twitter feed at Heritage OTH for specifics about our work on Capitol Hill. That's a great Twitter feed to follow. And, and, and as Emily said, click that subscribe button. That will let you know when we have a new episode. Uh, we're so grateful you're here with us. <laughs>